session and you are now rocking with the finest, the most luxurious, the most notorious, the most scrumptious haters you ever seen in your kind of fucking life. And we are back in the haters den. Shout out to everybody watching on the YouTube, um, listening on Apple, Spotify, uh, Tidal, wherever you listening at, you know what I'm saying? Make sure you subscribe, drop a like, make sure you comment. If you're watching this right now, like just press pause, press like, right? And then and then go comment and be like, for right now, I fuck with this video. And then after you hear what we say, then, you know, come back and be like, nah, I'm, I don't fuck with these niggas. So, you know what I'm saying? But also hit the notification bell so you can hate on us if Facts. you don't fuck with what we talking about. We need you to hate on us. Like, that's... Hate us, ball. It's, it's just uh, the rules, man. It's just the rules. Um, but we back, man. Palm was good. Oh, what's good, man? It's your boy, Palm. Um, today, I'm going to be... I'm gonna be Charlotte McGay. <laughs> I'm Charlotte. 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 Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I fucks with that. Because you know, that nigga is into his. He be in his mental health bag. Mm. Like this deep. Mm-hmm. Shoulder deep. Yeah. In there. He be like, oh shit, it's Thursday? Oh, let's talk about anxiety. Yeah, facts. Facts. So, yeah. Facts. It's me today. If you whisper, I'm dressed in the mirror five times, Charlamagne gonna pop up with his book. Yo, he should do the Candyman remake. Yo, you gotta, you gotta whisper it too. You gotta be like, anxiety, 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 anxiety. Here I am. And then they gonna pop up with his book. Be successful. Not even. You pop up and it'd be an introduction from um, it'd be an introduction from fucking um, from Webby and shit. It'd be like this is Charles Charles guy. Yo, alright. This week, I'm yo. I'm surprised this um legendary hater and also pillar of mental health hasn't been used, man. Today I'm gonna be Azalea Banks, man. Whoa, that's amazing. Fat Lizzo. Fat Lizzo. That shit was the best video. Fat Lizzo. That shit was an amazing video. Like, she's not even Spanish, so I don't even know why she's like that. Fat Lizzo. With the accent. She's from Harlem, right? She's from Harlem. Oh, makes sense. Based on today's episode of Mental Health, I'm gonna be Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna give it a read this today. <coughs> Feel that. If you know, you know. Okay. Okay. And for me, I think I'm gonna be the number one mental health icon right now. Mm. I'm gonna be Kanye West because uh, mm. me and my dad start arguing. Uh, he t- I start spazzing at him. He starts spazzing at me. He tell me that ain't Christ like I said. Ah, that's crazy. You got your man. It's got your man. It's got your man. I'm just saying. It do. Look, my my Christian points are going down right now because I said bitch. Yo, Kanye West you're is. Cool. Yo, oh my god, Kanye West is a mental Wait, health icon. So, so today's conversation we focusing on mental health because November is, um, you know, really focused around mental health, especially um, and and health of men in general, um, mind, body, soul, so on and so forth. So, you know, one of the things I wanted to first address in the mental health conversation is the generation that we live in around clout, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's coming up a lot in conversation because Instagram decided that they are going to potentially long term, they're testing it right now, but long term, potentially take away likes. So you can't see how many likes a person got on their picture. 
and people lost their fucking minds, mm-hmm. literally. So, what is y'all take on that and how people are responding? I mean, we seen that already, kind of, yeah. though. When Twitter was talking about taking away follower counts. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. motherfuckers is going crazy because that shit is all a part of the clout system. Like, okay, I get like like these people with this many likes or this many followers liked my shit mm-hmm. on this and I have this and it's, it's just mad shit that's not even like has no like like it has a monetary value but most people aren't monetizing it mm-hmm. so it's just like this shit is just to soothe your like ego type shit and mm-hmm. it's like who gives a fuck about your ego fuck your ego so what I feel about that is like um so I definitely agree with what Palm was saying but I do see how those people that are losing their minds because, like, I feel like some people, like, one of their most skills that gets them the fucking traction that they get is probably that social factor that, like, having people interact with them, maybe the people retweet and then they get other people to fuck with their shit. But at the same time, I believe that if your product is good and if you're good at what you do, no matter your like count or your follower count, like your shit is gonna sell mm-hmm. like and I feel like that's the point that a lot of people were making like all oh, small businesses are gonna suffer like uh, when people don't see mm-hmm. the lights people Actually, are not gonna buy their stuff but like mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying like I feel like I, I do understand that point but I feel like that's a narrow minded point only if I feel like you feel like your shit is only floating off of that clout like if your shit is only happening because of clout I see how this is a problem. Yeah. But if you're giving a product that you, that is a quality product and you are putting that time behind it to push it the right way and you're staying true to yourself, having likes or followers don't mean shit because there's a lot of niggas that don't have social media that are selling whatever they got to fucking sell at the end of the day, their products and shit. Or they have like maybe one social media platform and they're selling way more than all these influencers that have like millions of followers and shit. You get what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it may... Cause we seen this before. We talk, we we covered this with that girl who was like, she had like a million followers and nobody topped her shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, at the end of the day, having a million followers don't mean a million people gonna buy your shit. Facts. You get what I'm saying? Like, having a million people like your shit don't mean a million people bought that shit. Yeah. It just means that they liked it. Mm-hmm. So, at the end of the day, I do think it evens the playing field when it comes to quality over quantity. And I feel like that's probably what Instagram... Even though, yeah, they were trying to fuck with the people that were talking about their self-esteem, I also feel like they felt like people were probably pushing out too much shit and that qua- that quantity they yeah. thought would mean something but yeah. it doesn't and, and it comes with the culture yeah so um for me it, it's, it just speaks to I mean the deeper issues that's deep rooted in society like when people don't have anything they cling to anything that can boost them mm-hmm. in the social hierarchy and a lot of people don't have much but they were able to build followings and mm-hmm. able to Garner likes, you get what I'm saying. So a lot of their own confidence is in, in that. is in likes and in, and in, in social media. So, and then you have the other side to where it's like, oh, I think it's a plus. You get what I'm saying? Where it's like, oh, when when like let's say let's say like forty people retweet my shit, I know that I'm gonna get another ten because other people seen other people retweet my shit. So now other people want to fuck with it. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? And that part is good 
in a marketing sense, but bad socially. Mm-hmm. Because now you're not making a decision to listen to it because you want to. You're making a decision to listen to it because this is popping right now. Oh, you have to. So right now, I think that's where it evens the playing field. Yeah. Because now you're giving consumers a real decision to make if they fuck with this content. Or, or do they fuck yeah. with it because everybody else fucks with yeah. it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I agree with that. You're also giving the consumer a real decision to make. Whereas, am I not going to be an idiot? Am I going to be an idiot? Or am I not going to be an idiot? Mm-hmm. Because, just like you said, most people just, oh, I see my man's retweeting, so I'm going to retweet. Make decision. <laughs> Instead of just, I don't know, watching the video. Mm-hmm. Seeing if you like it. You, shit like that. You know how many times I've seen a video float past our timeline all day, and I just was, like, ignoring it? And then I'd see, like, one of y'all talking about it, and I'd be like, all right, let me go see what the fuck this is about. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. That's real. I think also people forget, like, like we were talking about this earlier, just from a marketing sense of it again, like forget the mental health aspect for a second. Mm-hmm. When brands come to you or when anybody that owns a business, they don't want to see that you have a certain amount of likes. They want to see how people convert it. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if I'm selling, if I'm selling a smoothie and I have this show promote it, I want to know how many smoothies I sold based on y'all's engagement, right? A like don't mean I'm selling a smoothie. So that's number one. But what I can track is the amount of people who clicked on the link that you posted in your bio or the swipe up that you did in your um, stories. That's that's one part of it. The other part is part of the reason why Twitter um, is so quick to amplify things and movements start on Twitter and movements don't start on Instagram really unless you already have a built-in following is because of the fact that it's a share system. Right, like if you like something a lot, you're sharing it out to your network, and yeah. that and thus it expands quicker, right? It scales quicker. You don't really have that with Instagram because it's so passive. Like you just like double tap something, like whatever, and keep it moving. Especially now that they removed that other page, you can't even see what people are yeah. liking. Mm-hmm. But now people might start actually pressing the the share thing. Like if I see this, I'm like, oh, this is fire. Let me share this content that they have up in my story, right? Versus yeah. just double tapping it because I can't do that no more or comment. So somebody can see that comment to X, Y, and Z. So that's, you know, the thing about it. And then also from the mental health part, people are dead-ass killing themselves, right? Like kids, right? Like, and that's just a real thing. Like, and we can say we're from a different generation because we are. Like, for me, social media, I don't really give a deep. fuck what y'all think of me, to be quite frank with you. Like, yeah, that's my that's man's never in this room. Like, it is what it is. Like, I don't give a fuck. But a lot of people who grew up in that, their self-worth is, like, like it's tied to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? That, that comes, that's, that's like... The bad side of Social this media, technology yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. It's like we couldn't be internet bullied, yeah, mm-hmm. because my moms had to use the phone, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm so saying? like when the phone rang, the internet was over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, or like when we got off, the internet was over. Yeah, you know what right. I'm saying? I felt like we knew that clear dip because yeah. we also got introduced to the internet as we were growing up so it was just like when we go on the internet the internet's the a internet cyber place grew and then when us. we are outside we're outside mm-hmm. right? you know what I'm saying yeah beef could spill over but that's only if it got too serious mm-hmm. so now niggas are so readily available of giving information because I seen somebody tweet the other day and this could go into the mental health shit they was like kids these days literally like are just like like taking so much information from only the internet and that's the only thing that they believe and I was like, I feel that, but we really can't blame them because a lot of people are giving their whole lives to the internet. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you are fucking, like, absorbing that, like, at light speed, 
Like, nigga, of course that's like, if everything comes at light speed, of course that's what's gonna, and especially if that's what the media and shit pushes all the time. When you think yeah. about so, it, like, everything that the kids, like, of to, today are, like, literally growing up with, like, we were the test dummies for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it didn't look bad with us. Mm-hmm. But that was because we had we had, we had that du- we duality. Had like a, yeah, the duality of mm-hmm. actual experience, and I can sit out. I can sit in my in my house and get a little experience too. Facts. I can but learn shit in my crib. We also were the first ones that could take the internet with us. Yeah, when we had fucking um, sidekicks and mm-hmm. shit like that. Yeah, that ass. that took aim and Internet Explorer. It was right here with us, real. Like that emails I, and shit. The first like, time yeah, I man. cheated in class with technology was using a, a fucking sidekick to look something up. All right. You know what I'm saying? So like, uh, and they are so open to the internet. Everything is so open to them now because I even say like, when we had dial-up and we could go on the internet. We were limited on shit that we could search. Mm-hmm. Like now, yeah. they could literally search anything, yeah, anything, anything. And not only to that point, like. They can get past child locks. They can get past like blocking shit. Like they can get past all that shit. So and we were learning that shit when we was like in high school and shit. Like niggas was learning about like the shit browsers, like tour browsers and shit. Like shit that like when your school blocks certain websites, you go on this shit and it'll mask your IP, nigga. So you go on those websites. So oh, yeah. it's like now niggas got apps and shit that they could do that. Well, you, you just download on your phone. So it's like. The, the the social media being so open is why those kids are so vulnerable and so open and they're even like killing themselves based off of like likes and shit because that's such a aspect of their real life. And if like, you look at what people are liking, it's just like it's lifestyle things. And you get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it's wild and it's this is this is going into why people are so fucked up, is because, you know, people People, as, as much as they won't admit it, everybody's trying to keep up with the Joneses on Instagram. Yeah. Everybody wants to travel because of Instagram. Like, not saying people didn't want to travel before. You get what I'm saying? But people want to put on a show and yeah. get these pictures. They want those the pictures. They want those I don't, like, I don't, I don't want to say people didn't want to travel before Instagram. No, they I didn't say But, but it made them want to travel No, no, no. I, I said I don't want to say that. Yeah. But I want to say something like that. Yeah. Because people didn't. Well, because it's because it, now because and I think this is a real thing. Now I'll give you an example, right? Like, I like I got engaged with someone, and my shit was people were like, oh yeah, like somebody literally like people comment like, oh your shit is better than the engagements I've seen recently, right? But that's a deep statement. Like, how many fucking engagements have you been watching? Right, right. Because right. <laughs> to the point right now, if I really gave a shit, I'd be like, if niggas was like, oh your shit is trash compared to what I saw recently. Oh my engagement was trash. Right, right. Like you're not even right. a part of that. You right. know what I'm saying? Like you're not right. even in this relationship. Right, right. But now everyone has so much access. But I think even to change gears to just the deeper mental health aspect to me is like you were saying the light speed of information. I think that in that, like, and I specifically think about young black people for a second. Growing up, like I remember when we was in school, like the Gina Six had happened, right? Mm-hmm. And like before that, Sean Bell, so on and so forth. Now it seems like every fucking week there's so much trauma, mm-hmm. so many black bodies that young black people have to see online, so many hashtags, so many of this. It's just like the amount of it would drive anybody crazy. It's driving me crazy, so I can't see being like 12 years old and going up this. in that. I'll say I'll, 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 I'll push back on that. Mm. I'll say it's not driving them crazy. That's not driving me crazy. It's desensitized. It's that desensitized. Mm, good point. Because I could talk, like, good okay, point. so I could give an example. So I had a conversation with my little brother when he was, like, 
It, well, he's 16 now. I talked to him when he was like 12, right? Mm. And I had a conversation with him about like police brutality. And he's in the age where the, he's Generation Z. So those niggas, like, they, everything's the internet. Like, he was like three on iPad. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, I was talking to him about police brutality and like, yeah, it's fucked up, blah, blah, blah. And cops be like out there bullying people. And he just said straight up, like, maybe sometimes people shouldn't like just go against the cops. And I was like, where'd you get that from? He's like, oh, well, I was reading an article, and, like, they was like, that niggas be acting up against the cops. He was reading Breitbart? He was, he read an article, like, and then the thing was, like, I remember in his school, they would make them read articles about shit that have, like, they would do current events, yeah. and I remember one day he had an article about police brutality, but it was, like, literally an article that was talking from, like, the police's side. So the police basically were saying shit like, oh, if you don't act up, then we won't fuck with you. And I was just like, oh, information is so light speed and, like, kids are, like, so impressionable that he read, he read this shit and thought, like, oh, shit, police brutality happens because niggas be acting up. Yeah, and, like... And he me, hasn't really seen that. Like, yeah. I've seen it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. so, it's like, these kids, like, nowadays, like, they literally, when they get their information, it's like, they don't put... They don't... They, they can put in that extra, like, push to mm-hmm. find out if it's true or not. But they be inside all day. Yeah. A lot of them be inside. And I day. think the other scary part to it is that, like, I kind of think our generation is one of the last generations to where there was something that happened that kind of shifted the culture. Like, tra- like Trayvon Martin, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, then there was Emmett Till, for example. But now there's one of those every day. And I work with the youth now, like, every day. So I speak to them about stuff like this. And... This is not like it's a super conversation. It was like, yeah, cops kill black people. That's just how it goes. That's just it. And what it made me think was, it's like they normalize it. How it's so normalized? Like, how do you, how do you build a revolution with the youth if they think it's normal? If they think, you know what I'm saying? And so, and what, what I'm tying it to is, we knew Trayvon Martin was bad to the point where we shifted, we shifted some. You get what I'm saying? These happen so frequently that. There's not much that can shift the culture in that. Yeah, that's a fact. For them to see that there needs to be change. You get what I'm saying? That's a fact. And then a lot of them have to go through it. Because, like, if you really think about it, like, in our, since we were born, there's been, what, Rodney King. Mm -hmm. Hamadou Diallo. Hamadou rides in L.A. because of Mm -hmm. Rodney King. Like, all of these things, we've got countless hood movie after hood movie. Of cops violating people, mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's been a it's build been in up the culture. for what twenty thirty years now, mm-hmm. and it's like it's just waiting for the the pot to the boil boiling pot over the yeah. boiling pot. And that's what I'm saying. It's happened so much that how can it happen? They settled the boiling. Is, you know so what I'm saying? They settled the yeah. pot like actually that shaking they're so desensitized because at this point, because can the pot boil over? Because they honestly, say, oh, that's normal. Because honestly, my little brother's twelve, and like right. for him to be twelve, right. and for him to say like just straight up like maybe they shouldn't be wilding, like and like nigga, you hardly been outside like that. Like mm. you don't really know that that, but you've also been outside to go to school. Right. Like you get what I'm saying? They're teaching you shit. Like obviously you're not seeing it from a perspective of, like, shit actually happened. And now, like, he's 16. Like, he's, we've been in a situation where a nigga on our block was 
was like his brother got shot and the cops was trying to arrest him because he's emotional about the situation and he was there when he seen it. So now it's like, now he has that real world experience mm-hmm. where it's just like, you don't want your kids to go through this shit, but you want them to at least know how that shit fucking happens. You yeah, get what I'm yeah, saying? But you, you know what's hard about that? You was, uh, no, no, no. That, that was what I was saying. You, you know what's hard about in. that? I don't even know. To your point, what to do with the generations. I have, my brother's eight and that will be eight in a few weeks. And like, my, my, like I grew up in the projects. They live in White Plains, right? And like his older brother, I do well for myself. So he never has to go through anything that I went through, but not even just outside of the, the economic aspects of it, the socio of it also because of the financials mm-hmm. is a real thing, right? Yeah. So like he might not ever have a certain engagement like I had, right? Because mm-hmm. like he don't have to walk to school and have cops or like, where the fuck you going, right? Because like he's getting dropped off in the whip, right? Or like... Yeah, same thing with my little brother. Right. There's a lot of things he's never going to experience. So it's not that they don't exist. And I'm scared that it's going to inevitably happen in one shape or form. He's not going to be prepared. Here's, but here's what I will say, mm-hmm. right? So your job is to talk to him mm-hmm. all the time about those situations. And make sure that when he says something that you feel like isn't clear, mm-hmm. clearly put out that there's multiple different perspectives on things. Because when my little brother was 12 and he told me, like, maybe black people shouldn't be wilding around cops, I said, without context, not every black person wilds out around cops. Actually, a lot of black people don't wild out around cops. Mm-hmm. I was like, if you actually look up the information about police and cops and the history of policing, mm-hmm. you'll see that it comes from an inherently racist, like, people that want to impose their power on you type mm-hmm. of situation. And I was like, when you think about civil rights and just black people in general, they put the white cops there because they're going to impose a certain type of will on those people. And like when I explained that to him, he's smart enough. Like I'm pretty sure your brother's smart enough that he'll think about it. He might not agree with it at the point, but at some point when something does happen, something will click in his head and he'll be like, oh, this nigga always kind of put me on game or this person always kind of put me on game. A lot of young people are missing like kind of like a mentor type situation and not even like just a straight up like big brother, big sister type shit. Like just a a person to just put them on game or like how the world actually works. And that's like a big issue because I feel like um, if you don't get on the mental health issue, nigga, I didn't have a lot of people like that growing up. Yeah. Like I I had like like two uncles like that sometimes put me on to a lot of shit. And then I had some friends that we all together, and we were talking about survival earlier. Together, we had to learn how to do man shit mm-hmm. as young niggas. Yeah, yeah. Facts. Which is fucking insane when you yeah. think about it. Yeah, it's real. So, it's real. our job, like, basically for the youth is just to make sure that we fill those mental roles that we probably didn't have when we was growing up. But the funny thing is, it's almost like their mental health, because of their um, blissful ignorance, yeah. is almost healthier and it is though right it's healthier the mental health is healthier it's crazier but no I'm saying it's crazier that their mental health is like so much better in a world where basically the information is crazy and anything kind of break them down cause another thing I would say about my little brother is these niggas are anti-bullying they're anti like magic anti-homophobic like the mad of these kids are like literally not oh, yeah, yeah, that's saying true. mad certain shit like if anybody dropped the F-bomb in my like, in, like I have a bunch of old Caribbean people, so I'm gonna just keep it a buck. They be dropping mad homophobic and crazy slurs, yeah, and like I'm Caribbean. If anybody that's older in my house during a family function drops it, like my little brother and myself would be. But my little brother's the first person to be like, "Y'all can't say that. Y'all can't say that." 
That's yeah, not, that's not nah, good to like say that. that. Y'all can't say that. In my class, like they, they like if they say like something is like weird, they would be like, yeah, but there's nothing wrong with it. But you know, that's, that's weird though. You know what I'm saying? Like they still yeah. use the same lingo we use, but they're just. Well, they make sure they're more aware. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. crazy, but it's interesting. And again, that is that is healthy in mental health. So, like changing gears into the unhealthy people, which is us, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's a big conversation right now, and I think it has been happening maybe like the last five, six years around going to therapy, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Here's one of the issues. Like, I think that people don't talk enough about how inaccessible therapy, therapy is. is. Yeah. Like, do you know how hard it is to find a fucking therapist and that you even want to talk to? That, and could, then be that able, could, did you feel and understand what you're talking about? And then be right? able to afford it. And then as black people, yeah. we need black people to speak to specifically mm-hmm. because there's a level of real life experience that's needed to really diagnose and what thing. you're doing. I hear niggas say all the time, root for all black people. You can't root for all black people. Not even all black therapists mm-hmm. are like good for black people. That's which very is true. like mad fucking crazy. Because like you'll literally go to a therapist and talk to them and think like, oh, this is a black man you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about he don't because yeah. he lived a whole completely different life yep. so now he's just doing some read off the textbook type shit to you and you're just like who is that is, is, well who <laughs> that's real right so you're from the hood <laughs> no that's, uh, uh, that's, that's, that's real rap because me and me and Cole talking about that a few weeks back like I had you know, I mean, I'm very open about looking into how I can become a healthier person, you know, mentally, emotionally, so on and so forth. And I've been talking, I've now talked to in the last like year, maybe like five therapists, right? And all of them are trash, trash, I say generally, and then they also aren't good for me. Um, the last therapist I talked to was a black dude, and like he was using like a black scent with me. And, <laughs> and we were just from, like, he was like, oh, so you're from the projects, huh? You know, like, you know, we used to pass by there all the time growing up, and you know, I kind of get it. I was, whoa. Once somebody say I kind of <laughs> get it, they don't understand. I was like, bro, like, no, this, no <laughs> this ain't it. Like, this ain't it. So I, I can't even as a black man, I can't really find anybody to yeah. talk to. Facts. Like, Facts. I ended up finding one cool black guy. Um, he helped me through a lot of my shit, and then I just stopped going after that. That's what's up. I feel like uh, it uh, sounds like a yeah, I did. I did. I, sometimes I like I jump on the talk space thing when I like really start to feel like mm. money, and I'd be like, they're like assigning somebody. I'd be like, you know, anybody. So my my biggest issue with therapy is that I haven't been to therapy in like a very long time. But Me neither. My About biggest, two years. My biggest issue with therapy like is in that person. I always like find someone right, and then I like contact them. And then I like look shit up about them, and I don't like it, and then I back out. Like that's like my biggest issue because it's just like, yo, no, not like that. Whoa, no, no me too's. We're not doing that over here. But um, no, <laughs> but and then I, I think, feel like um, I'm not with it no more because there is there is a cheaper option. Like there's like like if you go to a barber school, you can get a cheaper cut because they have to teach you how to cut here. It's the same thing with like okay, okay. therapy, fast, fast, and shit like that, and like. Even like doctors and shit like that. You, mm-hmm. can go, you can go get like cheaper surgery if you let the students do yeah, that's right. that's right. But that's how I found the, the black dude. He was younger, he was in school. Oh, okay, okay. That's what's up. But I found that's him with my bro because he went to, it was at Columbia. Oh, okay. I just, I don't know. The, with the therapy shit, like I feel like I can't say that everyone needs therapy, but I feel like if like you feel like you're at a point in your life 
where you. Nah, everyone work. does. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah I think does. Everyone. Because it's it helps you work through shit you didn't know you needed to work through. Like shit you just say on a normal that you think is normal is not normal. It's not normal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's not normal, so I feel like I've learned a lot about my own behavior through like the therapy, the few therapy sessions. That Same, I, I learned. You know what I'm saying? Like I learned like about my emotions, like how I un- how I unleash my emotions and how I like pull myself back. Mm-hmm. And I found myself like literally stopping myself from doing certain shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or stopping myself from like maybe I'm oversharing in this moment, or maybe I'm not understanding this other person's perspective like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I do this because I feel hurt. I'm telling myself I'm not hurt. But mm-hmm. I'm still doing it because yeah. I am hurt. Yeah, you know what I'm saying so. It's yeah, like, it that's that, it. Definitely helped me get through like emotion because there was like no middle ground for me. Yeah. It's just I'm good or I'm extremely angry. Yeah, the, literally, yeah. literally. So it was like it was because I didn't know how to process being sad, didn't know mm-hmm. how to process being um, hurt. So it's like, oh, if I felt if I felt you hurt me, I just got mad. If I felt sad, I was just mad. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then it was yeah. like. That's all I. That's the only emotion I knew how to process. So it was like working through my anger issues and like, why do I have those anger issues and where um, they come from? You were saying you said yeah, like everybody's your therapy. Why you think that? Oh man, because we all got problems. Yeah. Like, don't matter how rich you are, how poor you are, right. the middle ground. Don't matter what you think you know about yourself. I'm pretty sure there's something that you don't fully understand. Shit like that. Everybody needs that unbiased. No person with no. They have no wins or losses here, so they can give you a straight up opinion, uh, yeah. view of whatever you're talking, whatever you guys are talking about. Everybody needs that. Yeah, and I, you can't I, just have conversations with people that know you. You can't just talk it out with people that know you or people that. That's a bias. Are cool. Yeah, there's bias there. Mm-hmm. There's, no matter how unbiased they think they are, there's bias there. Yeah. Because they have a connection to you. Mm-hmm. Your therapist has nothing. You're yeah. you're fucking checked to them. Yeah. yeah. So they can tell you it as raw as you need to hear. Yep. And we all need that. Yo, and the analogy I use is like therapy is just like the gym for the brain. So like you go to the gym and you'll do your workout, whatever the case may be, and you know what your workout is, you know what you mm-hmm. want to do, but if you go in there with a trainer, now that if it's a good trainer, that person can teach you form. Like, oh yeah, you you're good here. You need to work on your legs though. You know what I'm saying? You need to work on your core though. You need to work on this. So it's like going to therapy for me was like I I related it to like basketball training for me. It's like when learning how to shoot, you gotta know to get your ball. You gotta keep your hands straight. You know what I'm saying? To get the ball off your wrist and not make sure the ball go off your left hand. So it's like you can go and play basketball all you want, but until you learn certain skills yeah you learn how to move so I, I wanted to like propose something basically because so we like, is not proposing to each other no oh, uh, <laughs> um anyway what i was gonna say is like um i was talking to one of my homies about this and i was like so we always like get older and realize we're like fucked up and broken and be like damn we need a therapist and it mm-hmm. almost feels like it's too late because now we just like fuck nigga like somebody gotta relate to us I feel like why the education system on some shit where they like do do like mandatory kind of mental evaluations on like children like when you go into school and like have like a school therapist like for okay. like kids and shit. Let me tell you something. They do, right? They do, but 
they're those people are in business with the pharmaceutical companies, mm-hmm. so they'll just so tell just you give you Ritalin, you're like hyperactive, was young. and give you Ritalin. <laughs> so yeah, they have them. Sure, they go ahead. Like, oh, oh, you like to run? Hyperactive, also, ADD man. Like I don't know. That's a little bit much to put on the plate of educators who already got to educate. Well, no, I'm not talking about like educators. educators. I'm talking about literally like just the, like the board of education knowing that like if we're developing youth, their minds are also being developed mm-hmm. and they go through bullying and all the shit that they mm-hmm. always have to deal with. Why don't we put probably stricter guidelines when it comes to like mental evaluation shit? Because like I don't know if y'all seen that video of that little girl like wilding out in the school. Yeah, I'm not like, disagreeing yeah. with you. I don't think that that's oh, just okay, not okay, a department okay. of education. That's more on like the Department of Health. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think because the Department of Education yeah. already got a lot on the. On but the, the Department of Health works with them. Yeah, and but they work with them when it comes to that shit. Like you, but they only do like little backhand backslide. But like you said, the pharmaceutical shit. So like, if yeah. we can't give these kids mad pills company, and shit and get mad bread it's, out it's of a, it, like it's, a lot it's of like a crazy can't shit. Dish out but no, I only yeah. said that because I I just feel like that would stop a lot of the no, issues. No, I'm with you. I'm with you on what you're saying, and I want to take it further. I think that. Well, these things kind of existed, right? But they were taken away. And this was during the um, drug crackdown, the war on drugs, right? Mm. So there was always rehabilitation centers and things like that. There was actually care for the mental well-being and health of human beings. But when the um, the war on drugs drugs came down, they cut down all of the funding for all of those resources and then implemented all of that funding into arresting, right? So we're at a point now to where we're like, oh, shit, we need those resources. And I think it's just the evolution also of society to where we need mental health, uh, uh, an aspect of mental health in everywhere that we are. So in schools, there needs to be a mental health aspect for the students and a mental health outlet for the students. Whoever it's on, but that just needs to happen. It needs to happen in the workplace. It needs to happen for athletes. It needs to happen for everybody that just comes into celebrity. It needs to happen for politicians. It needs to happen all over the board because if we say we're one of the greatest societies, we need need to have the best brains. And if we're not actually curating the best brains, as we can see, there's mass shootings every week. We're not curating healthy mental people. That's not what we're doing in the world. But I mean, it's to the point, like you said... um, in terms of um, being connected to the drug industry, it's all capitalism, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot of money in making sure that people ain't healthy. Right, right. Yeah. There's a ton of money in that, and that's real. And, and they really, back to the original point of like even Paul making like everybody's doing therapy, it's, um, you know, there's a parallel, not even a parallel, there's an section there because, you know, somebody said to me recently, when we come into the world, Everything around us is toxic. Everybody needs help. From the water that you drink to right. the food you eat food. to the I was about to go there next. I was going there Right? Next. Every single thing is toxic, right? And then, you know, if you, like and, and if you in America, this is just a toxic country in the ways in which we relate to it as everybody. So to think that you don't need help is, is, is wild, right? Yeah. But they don't want you to get help because they keep on making money keeping you in the same way. That's a fucking thing. Like, and like I feel like um it pays to be uninformed, especially in America, like especially when it comes to like these rich people, like like when we don't know that we're fucked up, we spend more money on like vices and like fucking clothes and like all other types of shit to cover up like the fucked up parts of us. You get what I'm saying? Like if 
We literally, like, if niggas nationally just decided that, like, yo, for a month, niggas are going to, like, yeah, we're going to take care of our responsibilities. But for that month, we're going to make sure that everyone books at least two therapy sessions. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it would probably be better for people. Like, for to like especially, like, just for our psyche and just our minds. Like, if our jobs gave us PTO and, and also bread for us to take therapy sessions on right. certain days. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, niggas like, would not be at work hating their job all the fucking time. You exactly. get what I'm saying? Like, if schools were like, this is a problem child, we want to suspend him, but for that month, we send him to therapy and we're going to pay for it. Yeah. Then he comes back, we see how his behavior is, and then we can act on that. But like, just, and when we talk about these things, I like to also just talk about the sinister aspect of why these things can't happen. Exactly. You know, already know there's a school's prison black line. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's, there's, we already know that, you know what I'm saying? If there's no money in it, there's no care for it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But it's just so fucked up that, like you were saying, we were born into, born into this fucked up world and not given no resources to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? And honestly, mm-hmm. we're just at a point in society where we're seeing the after effects of our carelessness. That's real rap. That's how I see it right now Because it's like You know When I For me I did a lot of the Mental health shit On my own After therapy Because like I said Once they give you the tools You can kind of start to Self correct You know what I'm saying And I think a lot of it Starts with accountability And we was talking about Social media and shit Now I think It's hard for people To get to that point now You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying Of accountability To where it's like well, this person likes me, and this person likes me. Or even these people like me. Even like How can the retweet I shit. That person? Or, or, or even the retweet shit. You can say some crazy shit. If enough people retweet you, you're going to think you're right. Yeah, you're gonna or you're going to think there's nothing wrong with your yeah. thought process. So that, like, fucking as fuel today, man. Mm-hmm. I was just piggybacking. No. So no, 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 like, no. That was the point nah, I was making. It just basically, like, as that fuel to niggas' backs for them to not be accountable for, like, their own behaviors. And I, yo, I people watch, and, and, and I see it in, like, people, like, sometimes that's close to me, and it's like, Fuck, if only people knew how fucked up this person was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, I and know niggas you, that are, like, mad, like, like, like fucked up. And not, like, fucked up, like, bad people. But they're just go through trauma and shit. Mm-hmm. They, like, every day when they're by themselves, like, right. I know that they're going through some shit. And, like, those people, like, are probably acting like yeah. they're regular. And I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, I'm currently going through that. Like, trying to get through to somebody. But social media is just... In a way, you know what I'm saying? It just like, get some people. Re, reaffirm, yeah, reaffirmation from social yeah. media is everything to people. So it's like, you can't compete with that. I think not even just that. I think even outside of the traumas that people are going through and shit, sometimes people just be really bad people. Mm-hmm. And like, All right. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, like, that's also another thing. Like, I sometimes see like, I'm like, yo, they not shit, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I know them personally or like, I can see what they're doing. But, like, a lot of people, even, like, that whole thing that they do now, what's it called? Um, ratioing people, mm-hmm. right? Like, if you, like, I can say online right now, like, Donald Trump is trash, let's just say. And if it gets enough comments saying the opposite, people will be like, look how many comments said that, he's like, he, he's amazing. But it could be, like, oh, Tommy Loren quote tweeted me. It was like, look at this dumb shit. So now you got, like, a billion people, because she has a billion followers, speaking against me. So they're like... You were wrong. Right. You know, like, I mean, that's just, that's well, the that's thing. A, that's a thing. Yeah. But that, that also comes down to delusion and mm-hmm. mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because there's a lot of, like, people that are, like, delusional as fuck. Yeah. And, like, I oh was, God. I, I, yeah. there was, there was periods where I was delusional about a lot of things. Same, you know same, here. So, like, same here. When you same find here. out that, like, fuck, like, I was sitting here thinking this, 
but that wasn't the case. That's not that's like not it. or like I'm here thinking like okay, so I could give y'all an example of like one of my delusions when it came to like emotions or like just my mental health. Like, I didn't believe that niggas could cry from being happy. Yeah, like I didn't think that was a thing. Like I thought like tears was an emotion of either anger or sadness. Like mm. those are the two things that like where tears came from. Like where you cry. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. my grandmother literally told me when she was dying, like don't cry for anything, and I like kind of took that to heart and it didn't take until I went to therapy when I was like 19 for for them to be like um I think you're really taking those words from your grandmother like too literal and like you thinking that being a man is not showing emotions yeah. that you've made yourself more emotional right yeah like but to the extreme yeah and I've realized that like nigga I'd be crying and it'd just be extreme anger mm-hmm. or extreme sadness mm-hmm. and it was just like yo my nigga like what is that you yeah. know what I'm saying so it's just like I don't know. It's just... It's like... And what you're saying is basically like you've... Le- Most of us here, I think, have learned how to manage our emotions and, and how we channel them because we think emotions go away Yeah, you can bury mm-hmm. an emotion. That's a fact. Um, an emotion is, is like energy. There, It doesn't go away. It's just transferred. To something else. You get what I'm saying? That's real. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just transferred. And it, and it either festers or it builds because it's kind of like any anything. When you bury something, then you're going to bury something else. You're going to bury, bury something, something else. else. You're going to bury something else. else. And at some point, like, that then, shit is going to be showing. And then what's going to happen is this. It's going, everything yeah. is going to balloon. Boom, 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 boom. And now you got to deal with now it. Now it's on that comes up and, it's, and you wilding. Yeah. You don't know why you wilding. And that's, you know the, that's the delusion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I've had delusion to the point where I'm like, I'm working myself to death. To hide my emotions, like I'm doing this, I'm doing this gig, I'm doing this, I'm doing this event, I'm doing this, I'm Same. doing, coaches, was, I'm doing yeah. this, I'm doing that, I'm doing that, and every time I'm getting good responses and shit, I'm miserable as fuck. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, yo, bro, like at this point, it's like you're not fixing your emotions, yeah. you're just pushing them down. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that that level of delusion that people hold on to because it's a safety blanket for them, mm. and it's like some people don't even. Know how they are, really, because they don't want to yeah. look at themselves. That's real. I used to think some of my toxic shit was a skill. Like if something bothered me, I just say nothing. Yeah, like I thought non, like being like, nonchalant through every situation. Like being nonchalant, I thought being nonchalant in every situation was a strength. And now, no funny shit. Like I'm still super nonchalant I'm still about nonchalant. it, but I just know, I just know how to address it emotionally. It's like, oh. That hurt my feelings, but shit hurts my feelings. Sometimes. But you can also, you know, but you can also, ex- <laughs> but you can also express to somebody, yeah. you hurt my feelings. It's done. But no, I'm being exactly. super emotional, exactly. And I learned how to do that yeah. also. But on a layer to that, and um, we gotta get in a second, take in a second. Yeah. But I think on a layer to that is navigating when people don't, when you learn certain skills like bringing your emotions to people, stuff like that, and people still don't give a fuck, yeah. right? Like, is that you learn. right? Yeah, you learn that too. You learn that. That's why you gotta learn to be like, and that's why. Like, even in that, I'm nonchalant about it because, and I can just be, like, happy with the, I said it, I've made myself vulnerable. That's a fact. And I feel like we're, we're all kind of comfortable to a point where, like, I've seen us, like, kind of get be on the internet and somebody's arguing with us. Mm-hmm. And then we realize that that person don't give a fuck and we just all stop. Because mm-hmm. it's like, yo, other people will continue talking because they're like, I need to get my point across. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if I said what I had to say, I don't have to speak to you anymore. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Like, that's all. Um, and if I am continuing to speak to you, I'm bored and I'm trying to argue. Yeah. 100% honestly. Yes. Well, um, let's get into the second take. Let's get into the second take. So. Lakers are 7-1. I just want to throw that out there in the world. The Lakers are 7-1. The Warriors are also the worst team in the NBA, 2-8. That is. 
That is a factual thing. It's beautiful, um, man. You know, one of the things I want... I know D'Angelo Russell's sick, man. That's I was so actually sick. just about to bring that up. What? So, D'Angelo Russell and Dame Lillard both went over 50 points it's, and lost. Yeah. I think D'Angelo had 52, Dame had 60, 60 yeah. right? And they both lost. What's wrong What's going on? What's Mercury, the Mercury's in uh, micro braids. <laughs> Mercury's <laughs> literally in micro braids. Because guess right what? Andrew Wiggins scored 40 in a win. What? Mercury's in micro braids, my nigga. Andrew Wiggins scored 40 points in a win. Yeah. Mercury is in full micro braids. Nah, but you know what's nigga. happening, though? Fucking Dame Portland don't got enough on the wings, so they can At easily all. shut down those two small-ass guards. Mm. Um, ain't, it a wing, ain't it a wing available? Oh, shit. Who's a, um, I don't know. Who's a wing that's available right now? Wing. That made the All-Star team like 10 10 times. times. Who's like an NCAA champion. Might be the greatest NCAA champion player of all time. And champion. Like, I don't know. Team USA legend. I don't know, man. Rhymes with hello. Oh, I don't even know. I don't know. But we're going to continue. Anyway, anyway. They missing a lot. Reggie Miller King. (laughs) I'm saying. I'm saying. Oh. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. But the trust me, bro. I don't know, man. Allen Houston? I don't even know. Tracy Mike, McGrady getting his shit together. Tracy, that's what... Tracy that McGrady, might be like... I thought... I thought Anthony Hardaway was coaching Memphis. Oh, I thought he was coaching... Oh, damn. Oh, he is. Penny is coaching Memphis. Damn. Right, right. God damn. Damn. What about Staff, Staff Five? Oh no, he 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 he, 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 he announcer. He an announcer. I did see a nigga on a red carpet the other day that kind of looked like he was in basketball shape, like right? He was in basketball <laughs> shape, but he also looked like he was preparing for an album. Mm. Also, he, like he, mm. he also said he was two thousand percent ready, which is a very high number. Mm. So I don't, I don't know. know, but kind of looked like Charles Barkley. <laughs> A little but bit. Charles Barkley is a little too old to make a comeback. I don't yeah. know, man. I don't know. I don't know. That's Could that have been Carmelo Anthony? Mate, wait, the same Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony, Anthony that was playing oh. ball and giving it to people all summer, all all over the country. The same Carmelo Anthony huh. who scored at least twenty five in his last four professional New games, games. In the NBA. Hmm. Hmm. Damn. The same. Wait, wait, wait. The same Carmelo Anthony. Oh shit! That the was, same one that, that was, was on the t- title that time. Oh. What was his last team? Was it the the Rockets? Mm, was it the Rockets? That with team, James Harden, the with the with the man guy. who destroys the stars, team, the, that guy, with the yeah. man, the that, star destroyer. I thought. I thought. I think, I think you're right. Hold on! Not only a star destroyer, but the coach that hated him. Mm. Oh shit! Mm. Interesting. Damn. But it's not like a team could use that. I mean, yeah. that's a fact. How would you get blackballed with all that information that we just gave? Who, who, who would need, who would need, who would need, who would that, need that, that man? Who would need that kind of player? Come on, but the man. Warriors. Let's talk about the Warriors. Um, worst team ever. The Warriors are the worst team in the NBA. Garbage. And Steve Kerr is you know, not getting any I slack, love, actually. I, no, no, no. He's not getting slack. He should be. He but should, I love but him. I'm upset at that. He needs more slack. No, he does need more slack. No, 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 no. I mean, I he doesn't really deserve it. You no, can't really get yeah, slack yeah, when yeah, you lose a generational talent. You lose... Two generational talents. Yeah, you lose two generational talents. And then you, you lose Steph Curry. Lost KD. And <laughs> I was like... I yeah, because I, I was, I was going to say you lost, K, lost KD and Andre Iguodala. Oh, so... Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Three, three, three. Very <laughs> lost. Very not hurt. He'll be back soon. He'll be back though. But, but you're gonna be like you are. Dark you then you lose 
Oh man, I forgot about Clay. Clay, that's three generations out. <laughs> then you lose Demarcus. Damn, mm, that's four generations. That's four generations. Mm-hmm. Then you lose. Sean Livingston to old age. Sean Fuck. Livingston, he's seventy two, mm. and he was still like your best bench player. And then Steph breaks his hand, so he'll Fuck. be out. Mm. Who knows? And then how your six man break his hand. Fuck. Mm. It's just like what the fuck is going on, man? Steve, Steve, your fucking basketball. Good luck has finally run the fuck it's out. It's finally ran out. It's finally this run the crazy. fuck out. But if you really want to think about it, Steve's basketball good luck has lasted quite some time. So long. From like Jordan, if, if you guys don't remember, he he Michael Jordan made, before he retired, right? Michael Jordan has one of those one of those iconic shots he made mm-hmm. was over a one uh, Joel Craig Elo. Yeah, mm-hmm. Joel's backcourt mate was one Steve Kerr. Mm-hmm. Steve Kerr went from playing on those. I want to say lowly, but they were actually the higher seed Cavs. He went from playing on... He's never really played on a bad team. Mm-hmm. That's also a fact. His whole career. Didn't he retire a with a championship? With, uh, with the Spurs? Yes. Yeah. He's never played on and a bad team. And when he went crazy when he was on those, those Cavs teams mm-hmm. were Against the top seed I, teams. I, I will those Cavs that. seed teams that he was on early in his career were top seed teams. He went from those Cavs to, I believe, the, the Bulls. Went on from the Bulls to the Spurs. Yeah. Um, from the Spurs, he retired. And then got he to the front running was in a front position. office position for. Yeah. He was in a front office position with the Phoenix Suns when they were running and gunning with Steve Nash. Then that front office position turned into another front office position. I believe. No, no, no. He was on the Spurs. Coach you know what? He might have been. You know what? He, he was. He was under he was pops. On the Spurs he was under pops. And then it was that front office position which led to where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy about that Phoenix shit is like he's the nigga that stopped Steve Nash from getting that ring mm-hmm. on that Spurs team. Steve Kerr. Oh. Like they put Steve Kerr in the fourth quarter and that nigga hit three threes in a row to bring them back and then the Spurs like Won that game, and then that nigga became like the GM of that bitch. Hey man, when you fucking hey, look. Yeah, I mean it's interesting. I don't really give a shit about the Warriors. Me neither. Yeah, yeah. I mean like you know I don't give a fuck. Oh, (laughs) Volpe Frank nigga Kina, Uh all star. Uh That nigga scored fourteen whole Uh points in a win. Uh Let me tell you something. I've been slandering this motherfucker. I've been slandering for a long time. Two years. He, he was he all star for that for game. Two years, that game he showed me something. He so I will give him credit points. for that game because not only did he score fourteen points, it's a huge game. You know what I'm saying? We playing against our arch nemesis, the fucking unicorn, Porzingu. Porzingu, bitch ass dude. Listen, let me tell you something, Porzingu. You fucked with the wrong niggas. That's what happened. That's what happened. You fucked with the wrong. You thought you was gonna come put thirty on. And what happened? Julius Randle put that body on you and got you up out of here before the game was even over. That nigga can only go left. Man, that means you suck. I don't want to hear nothing about no more Paul Zingle, man. But I mean, also, shout out to Alex Caruso because that nigga's my goat. Alex Caruso got motherfuckers. Do you know that we're 7-0 and since he's been playing? Yep. I don't want Randle to even come back to keep it He needs to start. He does. Forever. Look. Keep playing point guard? Yeah, bro. Yeah. My son is good. That nigga Look. be dunking on niggas. Yeah, he do be dunking on niggas. Yeah, man. Like, I'm going to keep it a buck with y'all, man. Also, LeBron is he awake. Said, 
He sacrificed. Have you seen LeBron close out on niggas? I had a theory about it. Alex Caruso. I think I think he sacrificed his hair for his hops. I think so. Oh, absolutely. I uh, 100% absolutely. agree. Absolutely. Right at the cross. I think he, I think, I think there sure. was like, he was like, listen, man, I can give you some hops, but dude, you're going to have the shit at 24. You want to hear? You want to hear? That's what LeBron did too. Yeah. LeBron went to the same devil. No, no. But I think he took it a step further. I think he gave up his white privilege to be that good. I dead ass think he went to that damn devil that went to LeBron and was mm-hmm. like, I give up my hair and my white privilege. He also said, if you, you know what the devil said? <laughs> I'll take that hair. You gotta keep that white privilege. You gotta keep that white privilege, that. boy. So I, I gave that, that to y'all. <laughs> that was me. I need you to wreak as much havoc as possible. So I need you to have the mouse. <laughs> yeah, that ass. Double on these blacks. Yo, on, a, on a super fucking side note, the NCAA for a second. We can't. We can't. They're a piece yeah, of shit. Yeah, yeah we, we can talk about their. We can't. We can't let this. Uh, so, uh, um, yeah. let me look up son name so we could do him justice. Who the James NCAA? Wiseman? The son from Memphis. James Wiseman. Wiseman. Yeah. Yeah. James Wiseman. James Wiseman. Yeah. So uh, they stopped. James. They 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 say he's ineligible to play mm-hmm. because yeah. uh. They helped him move. Uh, Penny, well, Hard- Penny Hardaway helped Apparently him move, so he's Penny boosting. Hardaway was his basketball coach in high school. He helped him and his family move mm-hmm. to Memphis. Mm-hmm. So, so mm-hmm. what? Like, is that steroids? No, we already know that the NCAA thing, has the thing a, about uh, the NCAA is they make everything seem like. It's some evil, sinister, evil, plot. sinister business transaction. Like they know, the dickhead. That's evil. Penny Hardaway was his high school basketball coach. If you don't know what high school basketball coaches do, they bond with their fucking kids. Yeah. So him and that child, that fucking man now, they have a, a fucking bond. His family, knows his, family his family needed yeah. fucking help and. Penny could fucking help, help so he's he in a position them. to help them. That's what you do when you're in a position to help people that you fucking love. Like, I don't understand why, because he's the coach and now the kid wants to play for his coach. Like it's It's them basically saying, Why are you giving these niggas money when we can make all the money off of them? And not just that's that, that's I'm literally how I feel. Like that like I and I'm not. I'm not trying to cut you off. I no, know that you probably don't have a good point, but like, I literally feel like that's literally the underlining thing. Because it's like, my nigga, if I can make a hundred percent of the profits, why would I allow you to make twenty percent of the profits? But we, you get what I'm saying. We, we say so, but I'm gonna tell you, it's, it's deeper than that. It's deeper than that. Y'all saw High Flying Bird? No. Watch High Flying Bird on um, Netflix. Um, it's the joint with. Is the, it got, the, it's the fake basketball the coach with the the trainer. It's not with Tariq. It's the other shit. It's yeah. um. It's the shit with the YouTube nigga, the, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. the Instagram famous nigga that be mad funny. Yeah. The light skinned nigga. He played, he, played, he, he, played, yeah. he played ball and stuff like that. Stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's in it, right? So, um, in it, just real quick, he's supposed to be like a top draft prospect, right? But the NBA is on a lockout. So, his agent is like, all right, well, he's like, I need to get bread. He's like, okay, so let's start doing these three on threes, so right? Run, yeah. and he's like, let's do these three on threes, use your platform. And like charge people to watch him, right? Everybody wants to see you and, and your mans and them play ball because there's no ball right now, right? So he's like, 
eyes that we can make a little league out of it and take the money on all these endorsements, you'll actually end up probably making in the grand scheme of things more money on this con on doing this in your rookie year and your rookie contract, right? Mm-hmm. Like same thing with Michael Jordan. He's like Michael Jordan made all his money off of endorsements and owning capital in his yeah. name, right? He didn't make it off of just basketball. Then they ended up I'm not gonna give it away, but whatever. The issue that they brought up in it also is that's the same thing that happened essentially with the black leagues when the NBA came into power, right? The NBA there was there was a there was black players playing in the black league, and, and what the NBA did was they was like, look, we're gonna get TV rights, we're gonna get uh, fucking radio rights, so on and so forth. You'll never become the player that you want to. In terms of notoriety, if you don't fuck with us. Mm -hmm. So what this is doing now is it's undercutting a lot of the other schools, which happen to be a lot of black schools Mm -hmm. and a lot of the other ways in which players can get money. That's why they made the rich poor rule. Mm -hmm. Also, let's let's be real, right? Memphis is not a crazy program. It's not like one of the top tier programs. Well, like every so often. Every I mean, so often, every yeah. so often. But I mean, now because of Penny Hardaway and the recruitment classes, like more people are going to watch. Yeah. But at the same time, like if we're going to go put on our fucking tinfoil hats and do some conspiracy theory shit, why the fuck would they give a fuck about a team that every so often they're going to be the top mm-hmm. team? Instead, of, like if it was like this nigga went to Duke or some shit, where they would probably let it slide a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's just like. We all know this is some capitalism shit. Yeah. Like we all know that this is a capitalism. And it's also play. and it's also like, and it's inhumane. Yeah. Literally inhumane. It's it's NC it's the NCAA uh exercising their power of having a monopoly on black bodies. Yeah. yeah. Basically. Yeah. Showing that we run shit. I do this. This is our shit. Absolutely. This is our shit. We Absolutely. can control whether y'all do what we I'm telling you, nothing the NCAA has done has been pro player. Only or to help anybody. Or and you know, it's literally doing shit. Literally, it's a nonprofit. Too. And you know what's you know what's mad funny? So literally, they don't pay taxes. No, no, billions, billions. But you know what's funny about that? Literally, when they allowed players to have agents, it was like, all right, y'all been bothering us here, have agents. That's literally what it was like. It wasn't like, oh shit, we want to look out for y'all because we have been fucking y'all over. It was like, mm-hmm. fuck, y'all putting pressure on us. Let's allow them to have agents so that these other niggas can't come and capitalize. Yeah. So it's like, and we see straight up that that's what your moves are. Because as Palm said, plenty of times on the show, after two games, after two games, them niggas pay their tuition. They pay all that scholarship shit. Two to three. You get what I'm saying? At almost at like two to three. <laughs> my nigga. And then like they, the shit is done. And I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I feel like like even the numbers on that was skewed because they they were really looking at the basketball and the football players. Bro, I be watching fucking uh, college volleyball regularly on ESPN. That's a TV deal. Do you know that the That's College funny. World Series is fucking crazy as shit? The baseball shit. Yes. That like, shit is retarded, bro. And they and listen cover to that me. on listen every ESPN you, channel. You, we think because we live in the bubble of black shit that nobody's watching that shit. No, there's millions of white people watching that shit, mm-hmm. and that's another TV deal. Like all of these kids across the board, they try to make you think that if I pay these kids, the the black kids are gonna be getting proportionately way more mm-hmm. than everybody else. Kids, yeah. Nah, they might. That that might be true. They might be getting they might. more, but they're not gonna be getting millions and fucking. 
Mike playing baseball only getting fifteen hundred. No, no, it's not that niggas, crazy. Them niggas gonna be getting bread, that crazy. bread too. Mike, Mike gonna make some millions too because there's money in, in this all shit for them. them shits. There's but a I've lot of literally it. sat lot of with it. all of it. I've literally baseball. Sat Hockey, volleyball, hockey. hockey. I literally sat the with fucking, white people and the heard niggas talk about four their thing. hockey, their hockey version of the NCAA. The Frozen shit. Four I, is a the thing. The Frozen Four. Bro. I've literally sat with white people. That's talk about trademark. The they trademarked that shit. And I've literally heard them say that that shit sometimes is better than the NHL shit. So it's just like, yeah. yo, bro, bro. If these niggas are not wild like crazy, this, bro, it's just a, it's just the fact that like four schools really dominate. Hockey Facts. in NCAA. Mm. So it's you like, get like those crazy matchups every year. Yeah. yeah. And, and they get, the craziest thing is they get smoked a lot. Mm. Them, yeah. four, them four or five mm. schools that really dominate, they get smoked a lot. But they win a lot too. Mm. So it's like, it's, it's parody all and shit that like shit, that. Bro. But there's money in all of them shits, bro. They try to make you think. Gymnastics, wrestling, nigga. They try like to make all you think when you, when you look at the bulk of that nine, if I'm not mistaken, that's how, many, that's how much the NCAA makes a year, nine billion dollars or mm. something like that. So, they try to make you think the bulk of that comes from basketball and football. Basketball and football. Which probably like I probably say like six. Mm. Six to five come from there. That's just me guessing. Yeah. That's four billion dollars that every other sport yeah. is bringing, bringing in. you. Especially as like things are starting to scale. Like people starting to watch soccer more now. People start paying attention. Oh, nigga, to people watch college rugby, college, and, nigga, and baseball is America's pastime, bro. For niggas, like, come on, man. Sorry, bro, listen to me. I just told you. We just told, the four majors in America in college. They all have some kind of tournament system, mm-hmm. and all of them make wild mad bread. money. And they all have super TV deals. So it's they like they don't have this frozen four. They wouldn't have trademarked that. But none of that if shit. They didn't think they would that make shit right. doesn't make money. They would never do that. Facts. So fuck them. Right, right. so yeah. We gotta get in the final hate right now. Yeah. Um. My final. Oh, I can go first. Yeah. I like this. My final hate is all white women. Damn. Don't. My final hate. Don't is come in my space. Like, don't be entitled to my space. Well, it's just white people in general. Cause I have a, a story second to tell. But like, with white women, like white women. You've tweeted this before, and I actually got my Twitter got deleted because of this, but. White women don't say excuse me. White women believe that every space is their space. White women feel like they can just push you out the way, touch you, grab your face, like do anything to you. And it's like, shorty, yo, it's like shorty. They're definitely grabbing beefs. Yeah, they are. They're fucking insane. But like literally, like just realize that we're all people in this fucking world. Like, nigga, don't fucking touch me. I didn't want you to touch me. I didn't ask you to touch me. It was nothing that said for you to touch me. Get the fuck out of my space. And another thing is white men. So today I was on the train. Mm. A little funny story. He and you what? No, no, no. Oh, right. Come on, man. Today I was on the train and there was a white guy that got on the train and he had on like the blind glasses and the blind stick. So I'm just like, oh, okay. He gets on the train. He's like, I'm homeless and I'm hungry, guys. I like some money. Nobody's really moving fast. Like nobody's really paying attention. So now I take my headphones off because I didn't hear what he said the first time, but he said it the second time. So he's like, I'm homeless and I'm hungry and I want some money. So now I'm like reaching in my pocket to find something and... When I say as I'm pulling out my wallet, the third time he just goes, if I was y'all color, y'all would give me money. This is some fucking bullshit. And then I'm just like, and then I get up and mad people are getting off the train at Broadway Junction. And I just say out loud, like, you legally blind, but you but you can see enough to be racist. Like, fuck out of here. Why would anybody help you? So it's just like at the end of the day, yo, bro, stop trying to bully people into helping y'all, bro. Like, that's a thing. Like, people love bullying people into helping them. 
That's not gonna fucking work. It's not gonna work. Never works. Literally, I never seen somebody be like, "You're a fucking bum," and if somebody's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Here's money. I am a bum." And if you do, you a bitch. Let's move on. My final hate. My final hate is gonna also be for white women, um, and, and especially white women who fucking follow me. And, and 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 you a fucking clown, right? I do a I, fucking I, I, clown. You clown. I fucking I got some white women follow me who are, are fair at best, I suppose. But like overall, white women be coming to my mentions. I look and I see that they following me, and they say the most ignorant shit. And then I know that you following me just because of beef. Cause I talk I talk that shit all the time about y'all. So you must be just following me because you lusting. Mm-hmm. So fuck you. Mm-hmm. My final hate. My final hate is for supermarkets. Hmm. Cause white women be there. I I don't really go to those kind of supermarkets. Mm-hmm. I I'm also go to the niggerish places. But I hate them shits because it's like I don't like variety. Variety makes me get anxious. Oh, it makes me anxious. It fucks with my anxiety because I'm like, I don't want to make this decision right now. And it's just like so much shit to choose from that I just be like, man, you know what? I'm going to just get all the bullshit because I ain't got all the choice, man. So, yeah, I don't like going to the supermarket. Because it's too much. It's a lot mm-hmm. of choice. You go in the cereal aisle, it's a lot and it's just like, Jesus Christ. I didn't even know they had a powdered donut cereal. It's like a palm is the Summer Walker supermarkets. Nigga, they had nigga, a My fucking, anxiety is high right now. This is a honey bun cereal, my nigga. Nigga, there's a banana pudding Cereal. Oh yeah, that shit is crazy as fuck. I, had it. I got that. I shit. bought that shit because I did the same thing you did. Like I was just in there, like maybe I should get the good cereal, and I was like, oh, banana pudding nah, cereal. I was like, nah, this, I'm gonna check out. I'm gonna see what's going on over here. <laughs> see what's going on. Let's Let's see what's going, going on. Over here. Good. Then, then, putting in this? You know that tart cereal? Then, then I went in the ice cream aisle. <laughs> then I went in the ice cream aisle. I went in the ice cream aisle. Why did I go there? Well, I went to the ice cream bro. The shit crazy. They had a fucking... Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen. They had a mother... Listen, you listening? Listen. They had the motherfucking... They had the motherfucking cone with the motherfucking strawberry shortcake on top. My nigga. Why they did that shit? If you want to kill us, that's really what it is. Nah, the, the ice cream, the ice cream owl is... It's OD it's now. It's OD now. It's too OD. Because I'd be like, damn, what do I have a taste for? And they'd be like... And then it'd be like this ice cream be like, oh, this flavor's called everything. Be like, what? Yo, like you would go to the ice cream aisle and you'll read like you'd be like, oh shit, there go hot dogs. It's you about to be lit. It's about to be mad you know, simple. You know, or too, not even hot dogs. Hot is too vanilla. Too vanilla. Too vanilla with this shit. They, they, they like nah, they got the, they got they the like same. They got the same shit. shits where they do. Like, like you crazy. ain't gonna see no pussy, but you gonna see the hair. The ice cream aisle. You know, it's always somebody that's tending to the to the frozen aisle. So it's like, yo, some of them ice creams you be looking, be like, oh, this guy, everything. Hey. Hey, what does this mean? Get on over here, there, brother. I remember. Come you say it got cookies in it. You, you come here. This nigga. I remember. I remember one time. Come here. 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 Come here
time I went to the ice cream house and I asked the nigga like what this means. How we got cookies and butterfingers in it? I asked this nigga what it meant. He was like, he was like, so the center is like a cookie cool, but then they infuse some caramel in that bitch, and then around is like French vanilla ice cream, nigga. but then they also got coffee sprinkles in it. And I'm like, nigga, how you gonna go all of that shit like that? And be like, bitch, why you talking dirty like that? <laughs> Nah, nigga, I was in the ice cream aisle on YouTube looking at unboxings. Like, hold on, nigga, this say, this say everything. This say something. I don't know if I want something or everything. I'm like, nigga, I'm walking past. Like, I grabbed those shits, the cone shits that I told y'all about. I'm like, nah, nigga, this, nigga, you throw the motherfucking the, the strawberry shit, the shortcake shit on there, nigga, you got my attention. Mm-hmm, that's right. So I see that shit. Then they, I'm walking past. Now they got the cakes in there with the crumble on there. I'm like, oh shit, I don't even got a reason to get a cake right now. Mm-hmm. Then, they had the fucking, they just had little personal ice creams or special shit. Is this even like, like hate at this point? It seems like, like we like love this shit. like, oh, this is strawberry shortcake ice cream. And it's, oh, I'm like, nigga, get it out of here. It got cake in it. Nah, Talenti be talking that. Talenti be talking crazy. Talenti, Talenti gonna make me follow the thing on the Nigga be like, yo, no. They be trying to be sexy as shit. You be like, what are you talking about? be like, ooh, gooey marshmallows. With that hot fudge. You like, Oh, nasty to be oh, like that in the dairy aisle. The haters ball sponsored by some. <laughs> <laughs> so this ain't goddamn. They be like, ooh, we gonna hit you with that cookie Hold on, that sea salt caramel. That sea salt. You ain't gonna show that every person. Stop it, talking dirty like that. It's people here. It's people here. That salted sea salt caramel, nigga, they hit you with that shit. You be like, oh, fuck. Nigga, I open the door to the fucking Talenti shit. I'll be like, it's kids in here. That's a fact. This is X rated. Some X-rated shit. Kids in here, you trying to get us arrested? Damn, for bitch, why you so creamy you in this bitch? Hold on, hold on, just a Nigga, I picked up one of the flavors. Nigga, look at that. Nigga, you gonna say this in front of people? There's kids in here. Let's wait till we get home. There's kids in here. There's a little boy behind me. Nah, Talenti, you really need to sponsor us. We really fuck with Talenti, man. That shit, they got the flavors. They just dropped it on niggas too. I remember when they had like three flavors in the beginning, and they was just like, nah, y'all niggas like flavors. Now we have. Like I'm gonna put something out there. You know, it'd be hard. You know how like Ben and Jerry's be making like flavors of different things and shit. Talenti, give us a haters ball show flavor. Yeah, yeah, that's a fact. That's it. That's it. Like that. You hate? Oh damn, damn. That's what I, was so I just love, I love ice cream, nigga. Talenti is so good. Like yo, um, let me see what my final hate is. Um, stupid debates, my nigga. Oh, I think yeah, I people have mad debates about shit that's factual based. Yep. And I, I think, and I think that, up. and I think a lot of you motherfuckers Maybe. will save so much energy and time talking to these people if you simply did Bro, research. When you do research, you say, okay, what is this? What is that? What is this? What is that? And there's no debate now. There's just yeah. fact. No, this is wrong. There's too much debate. You know what I'm saying? There's too much debate. That's people don't when there's fact. That's why. Just do some research and save your fucking energy. Yeah, that's, stop. that's my final hate. Man. That's it. That's great. Fuck it. All right, Asian. 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 Hey, 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 hey,